So, uh, good afternoon and welcome to the Forever Bristol City podcast. We're going to talk about all things Bristol City. And we're also going to talk about the game last night against Luton Town. That, depending on whether you're me or Nigel Pearson, you've probably got a different view about. So, uh, without further ado, Mark, give us your uh, three minutes on Bristol City versus Luton Town. Go. Um, in a nutshell, all is not fine and dandy as Desperate Dan wrecks slim chance of home win, first win in 14. City started off uh, started off on the front foot for the first five, ten minutes, had a couple of shots blocked before Luton totally overwhelmed them within Panzu playing the ball behind the defence easily to both Cornick and Cameron Jerome to have countless chances when Bentley kept us in the game before half-time and the post and bar. Second half, we improved slightly with the introduction of Callas at right-back, the silver at left-back, but still we, we struggled to create any chances, lucky to go ahead, couldn't manage the game out, and that desperate, desperate equaliser from, uh, from Bentley's mistake cost us again. It drags on. And that's it. Yeah, well said. Uh, well said. I, I think, look, looking at it, I didn't see anything in it last night that I could broadly describe as um, entertaining. It, it, it was described on Quest TV by no less than Colin Murray as Nigel Pearson's Bristol City's home form uh, under Nigel Pearson is deeply worrying, which is words that pundits in that position will use from time to time, but they, they don't normally um, use them lightly. Uh, my own my own view is I, I think we need to be more attacking at home. I think we need to stop the other side playing because Impanzu was in the same place as Daniel Johnson and Elias Chair will be in that place uh, on Saturday against QPR. And if we don't start stopping that player playing in that pocket, we're going to be in serious trouble because they'll just thread balls through the defence all day. And at the moment, we're just not marking that player and we're not stopping them. And I said this weeks before we played PNE. I'm saying it before the Queen's Park Rangers game on Saturday. And I said it before the Luton game. So if I can see it, and I'm just some bloke that does a podcast and has followed Bristol City for 50-odd years, why can't they see it? Well, the thing is, we Mark? I mean, looking at the highlights and seeing it in real time, we were totally exposed again, but even more so because the energy just wasn't there last night. And watching Mpanzu pick the ball up in midfield, he's got a nice big space when our attack breaks down and he just plays a first-time ball and Cornick's on the front foot. So they know they're on the front foot. They know as soon as he gets that ball, it's time to, you know, to, to go, in, go into the channels between, between the full-backs. And even when the play was slowed up, they got behind Viner easily. Henry Lansbury looked a decent player last night. They picked up the first ball. They picked up the second ball and got lots of chances. I mean, we were so lucky. 
that fa- the fantastic save from Bentley down to his right from Lansbury, how that guy Berry didn't didn't put the ball in the back of the net, only he will know. But our luck our luck ran out. Well, there was no justification for winning that game. You've got to you've got to win. You know, you take you take what's in front of you, however badly you played, and we had a lot of bad performances last season, Ian, as you and I know. You, you know, performances weren't results weren't reflecting performances, and we got away with it last night. We didn't get away with it, but this was like um, Preston 2.0, like you said, a Daniel Johnson and Panzu was Johnson with even more energy, and and it, we were even more exposed. Just wave after wave of attacks. As soon as he got the ball, they were on the front foot and all over us. A team like Fulham will just rip us to shreds because they play the ball on the ground. It's okay playing one-dimensional teams like Cardiff and repelling lots of crosses into the box. But when you're playing a team like that, and most teams play the ball on the ground, you're going to just have to defend and defend and defend, and we can. Well, curiously enough, Cardiff scored against us when they played the ball on the ground. Marlon Packing. Yeah. Got the, the freedom of the Cardiff City Stadium or whatever it's called these days. That's not Ninian Park anymore. Um, picks up the ball and all that space. Kiefer Moore makes a run, uh, a, a straight uh, or a diagonal run onto a straight pass. No one goes with him. Pack slides the ball through the defence. Moore turns around, gets a bit of luck, crosses it, and it goes under Bentley's body off a defender. So, and that's another thing I know, I've noticed about City with their defending. They either seem to be camped on the edge of the box, or when the ball's coming in, they seem to be two yards from Dan Bentley. I, don't, I, I think if they got out and marked players and jumped with them, he may may, may have been less busy. I, I don't know, but it, it's something I uh, I noticed niggling things like the non-league throw-ins again. You know, throwing it down the line for the flick on. It doesn't. I mean, that is so easy to defend against. It's unbelievable. Um, well, it was just so, we, we were we were if we were fed up with if we were fed up with it on Saturday, we were sick of it, completely sick of it last night. I mean, they stopped it in the second half. I mean, it, I mean that and, and all our attacks really in the first half, bar one or two, I think, where Mersengo got the ball on the edge of the area and he was blocked, and then I think um, uh, Vyman had a, had a shot blocked following a, 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 a cut back from from Pring. It was just endlessly pumping the ball into the box. For, you know, from Viner playing, Scott couldn't get behind, so he's playing the ball back to Viner. Cross after cross, it was so easily defended by their back three, but we just can't. We're unable to pick up the, that 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 man in a three-four-three or a three-four-one-two who operates behind the forwards and, and and can launch attacks. And and they they just piled piled men forwards. We, we we didn't play with that with that energy or purpose. And and we're very easy to defend against. We were even more easy to defend against in the second half, even though we scored the goal. I think we only we only had about three shots on goal in the second half, including including the one that we scored from uh, ten in the first half. Although most of them were wayward, it was a real step backwards from Saturday. And, and it look, it, it makes it look like there's no way we can play with a midfield two if we play like that, is there? And I mean, you're just too exposed. Yeah, I, I think so. Can I ask you this? This is. Do you feel that, uh, are you excited by what you're watching at home? Forget the away games for the moment, because I think everybody would agree, Middlesbrough part, uh, the Cardiff game and the Reading game, we were very good in parts and pretty good in other bits. Um, 
do, do you do you get excited at the prospect of watching a home day game? And when you go down there, are you excited watching it? When, when I wouldn't say the word. Ex- I wouldn't say. I wouldn't use the word excited this season because I think I've lowered my expectations so much and I think it'll be the same for a lot of supporters that we're just so desperate for a home win. We'll take we'll take any performance whatsoever as long as as long as we, we, we get something over the line because you know we go gone fourteen games now. But no, I'm far short of being excited. And we just don't we just don't play play that way. I mean there we, we we seem to be on the up with Masengo and, and, and James in the first half against Swansea, but they adjusted their midfield in the second half to, to you know to make it hard hard for those two. And then Masengo was pushed out wide against Cardiff, uh, and also against Preston. Though he was tucked back in in the second half because he was completely wasted there. But I mean the substitutions last night as well, Ian. Were, were uh, and, and and on Saturday again were poor, not bringing on uh, either Palmer or 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 Semenyo. You know, there's no game changer there. Just moving Vyman to the to the right, uh, a centre forward. You know, it's just square pegs and round holes again, isn't it? It's the same old thing. We just seem to be making the same mistakes. Well, I said players were played out of position last night. Now, I'll accept that I mentioned Zach Viner, and Zach Viner has been playing right back for us. So, question number one, is he a right centre-back or a right back? I think he's one of those strange things called a utility player because he can play those two positions and he can play holding midfield. And that's something I'll talk about coming on to QPR. Um, But if you look at it, in the four home games, we've had 12 shots on target in 360 minutes of football. Now that means we've got a shot on target every 30 minutes. So that, so in theory, we could score three goals in a home game. But in two of the home games, uh, Luton and Blackpool, we only had two shots on target in the whole match, which is a shot on target every 45 minutes. And I'm still calling Baker's goal an own goal because it went in off the defender's chest. And, and it, was, it wasn't a little deflection. It was a real rocket. So I'm concerned that if you look at our side, we just haven't got, particularly if you discount the bench and Naki Wells, but there's just no goals in the team. Uh, there aren't people in there who score goals. And you're probably looking at Vyman and Martin. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up a, a table uh, I've done in, in a second. But talking about... Um, goal scorers, you're looking around the team and you think, well, who's going to get a goal? And, and yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't Chris look Martin, like scoring goals. And Nathan Jones was quite unkind about the team after the game, but I think he was factually correct. And, and someone's um, made, a, made a note about, about what he said on here. Um, I mean, I can tell you it was, um, he said we were slow set pieces and no tempo. And we get 65% of our goals from set pieces. Um, and I wouldn't have said we were that we were particularly that good from set pieces. But if you think, look at Reading, there was a throw and a free kick. So, okay, fair enough. It's a it's a fair enough stat. But I, I just, um, I described it as unwatchable on Radio Bristol last night. And I've had some stick for that. But I, I don't actually think it's... You know, I, I looked at it and I thinking, well, is it going to get any better at home? What's going to make it get better? And honestly, 
I can't I can't see what's going to improve it unless he changes the shape, the pattern, the tempo. We can't sign anybody but free agents until January. And Pearson's already said, um, don't hold your hopes out for many signings in January because there won't be any. So thanks very much for that. And the point you make is that one thing Nigel Pearson has successfully done since he's been at the club is completely lowered the expectations of the fans to, well, we'd like from, we'd like to get in the playoffs to, well, if we can stay up, we might have a better season next season without anybody ever saying why we're going to have that better season. I mean, he's thrown uh, Lewis Britton under the bus this week mm-hmm. and said he's nowhere near fit enough to play. No, no. So that's him out of the equation. So what happens if Chris Martin gets a knock against QPR? Is Antoine going to go and play up front Is a night? Because I don't think that's his best position. Is Are you going to play Naki Wells and Andy Vyman, who, who, with great respect to both lads, aren't the most physical players in the world? Um, so I, I think we'd have a real issue. Tommy Conway's injured, and the other forwards are, uh, with a possible exception of uh, Jana, are um, are smaller guys. Quicker, quicker, I'll admit. But with the way we play... It's no good putting Sam Bell inside and smashing the ball above his head. That's that's hopeless. Yeah, I mean, last last night I was on before on the radio before Steve from Patrick saying, "Oh, we got to play Naki Wells, Naki Wells." It doesn't matter who you play up front if they don't get any service. I mean, Martin looked tired last night, couldn't get goal side of his man, but we play in such a way that he's not going to he's not going to get the ball any going to get the ball anyway because we were we are so easy to defend against. And we're looking, to, you know, to to, to get a, a, a fluky goal from from a free kick. We just don't pass the ball fast enough around the area. Our our, our movement is quite poor in terms of opening teams up. It's just too slow. Um, I mean, I thought we were going, you know, we were we were trying to persevere with a four-two-three-one, and I thought the three behind the one would sort of rotate and and, and try and te- open teams up that way, and that, that Martin would be the one would be the sort of pivot who would play with his back to goal. And that was the way that we were trying to play. And now we've gone to a 4-4-2. And it, it looked okay against Preston without many chances on goal. But we, 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 were, we were blinding ourselves to the fact that Johnson opened us up very easily and they didn't need a big, you know, a big stonking centre-forward in, in, in uh, Sean Maguire. It's how you pass the ball between the lines that's important and the, and the movement behind the defence and they you know we just look so exposed so vulnerable um, even even with um, even with uh, um, uh, Lansbury just chipping the ball over the top of the defence for, for Cameron Jerome to hit the bar chance after chance I mean teams yeah. are going to look at that and think oh I'm going to love playing Bristol City nothing to worry about with them we're going to get loads of chances. How do we stop it? We've got a holding. We could play another holding midfield player in Joe Williams, but he's never fit. Who else can we put in there? You could see Matt James playing alongside Masengo and A and other, but who's that going to be? I just don't know. If we want to go well, three five two, if you're looking at a holding midfield player, I think we've got two choices, and one of them I don't actually believe is a holding player. Um, you've got Zach Viner who could do a job. If you said to him, uh, QPR player 3-4-1-2, and the one is Cher, who's a really good mm. player. He's a, he's about yeah. five foot nothing. 
but a real quality player. You could do worse than say to Zach Viner, man for man, mark him and stop him playing. And and if he decides he's going to go back to order his own goal to get on it, you go with him. And 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 what and stop him playing. However you got to do it, stop him playing because everything they do goes through him now. They've also got um, Dykes up front, who's a big boy, um, so they can they can hit the big diagonal. But if you've got if you, if we match their formation up three four one two, you'd have Baker Atkinson in Callas who, who can take him on in the air, and Willock, the other guy who plays next to him, isn't that big? He's a good player, but he's not. Yeah, huge. that's Joe Joe Willock's brother, isn't it? It is Joe Willock's brother. So it, that. I mean, Gary Irish challenged me last night. He says, all right, having nine sight and saying he, he's picked the wrong team. And I said, well, two weeks before we played Preston, I, I did a report and basically said, whatever you do, keep an eye on Daniel Johnson because he'll open you up the same as he opened Swansea up. What happened? He opened us up twice in the first 15 minutes and we could have been out of the game. Now, yeah. surely with a battery of analysts that they've got down there, they've got five coaches Nigel Pearson, surely somebody can say, well, yeah, we need to watch that lad. Uh, just answering a question that's come up. We need new signings. Three managers have struggled with the bulk of this squad to get a decent tune. That is true. Um, I think that's from Beard. But you have to remember who signed the players and it was those three managers. Um, so, and two of them were there for quite a long time. One, as you know, Holden was... Johnson's assistant, um, mm. and and so if they can't get the tune out of players they signed and they know, and we had a huge clear out at the end of the season, um, and I'm describing letting Jiju, Naju never really seem to fit in. Uh, my my analogy for that it's like buying a car for a million pounds, and then giving it away for nothing. So you save the forty grand a year to, that you spend on servicing it. Well, that's all crazy, wasn't it? That's what we've done with those players. And it's, I suppose, in a way, it's lucky that we re-signed Feynman at, at three million and uh, Baker at four and a half million. Otherwise, those stats would be even worse. Yeah, I mean, it, that, was, that was all we could get. I mean, it would be nice to, to go out and recruit players to a plan after seeing to throw money at a wall and just buy any old... SHIT the last few years, you know, small small midfield players who, who buzz about a lot apparently, uh, you know. But but now is it because he, he can't he can't recruit to a plan? We we just the players just aren't there and the money's not there to recruit who he wants, and um, it's just you know I, the resources. I think, to a large, and the, large, I think to a large extent, Mark is both. Hmm. Um, you know, players who's going to buy players and it'd be interesting to look at our team I think the only one I can see us selling for money is Masengo is a prospect and, and that's mm. all he is um, Dan Bentley great goalkeeper but when clubs need goalkeepers they don't unless they're you're right at the top they don't often spend big money to buy them they'll go out and because most of the Premier, Premier League clubs have got five or six goalkeepers so they'll go and get Chelsea's third choice keeper on loan if they've got a problem um, going through the rest of the team uh, our best hope of raising big money would be if Scott played 10 
and had a very good season in someone, one of the Premier League clubs would come in and buy him for, as a prospect. But he needs to play 10. Not He was one of the ones I thought was wildly out of position last night. And I know he played there against Reading, but I thought he was out of position. And he's not a right winger. No, he, 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 to, I mean, he exposes on, he exposes on the right-hand side again, doesn't he, as well? Well, but he's not a defender. I mean, Aston Villa didn't play Jack Grealish on the basis that he was brilliant at tracking back and winning balls yeah. uh, outside their box. They played him as a talented, attacking, goal-scoring, assist, uh, goal-creating midfield player. Now, that's what Alex Scott is, but he needs to be in the right position. And, and for me, the mm. right position is as a 10 behind yeah. two strikers. Doesn't matter what the strikers are, but he can do for us what Daniel Johnson did for Preston and Mpanzu did for Luton. Yeah, as um, a free, in a 3-4-1-2 so, stroke 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah, it, it, could, it could be in a 3-5-2 and he could play a similar sort of narrower role than, like when uh, Luke Freeman played uh, in the promotion season under Cottrell, that left-sided central midfield player. But, but for me, we need to do something else because I'm in three, you know, sometimes two shots in a, in a whole game of football, you've got to be pretty blooming clinical if you're going to win games because we struggle to keep clean sheets as well. I think we've kept, is it one clean sheet we've kept this season? Yeah, yeah, the one against Preston. And and, and, and that was a bit fortunate. And the shots we had against Preston were all from distance. And, I mean, we had a few blocks again, but we just didn't seem to get the ball quickly enough out of our feet, uh, you know, when the, when the shots were, were, were blocked. And and like I said, the, the, the crossing was predictable. Um, and I, I don't know. We don't. We don't. When we counter attack, we don't get the bodies forward quickly. And I think there was one long ball to Martin, where he took the ball up to the, the edge of the eighteen-yard box and lost it because he just wasn't able to beat the man. He wasn't able to beat his defender in a foot race, and and there was nobody up to support him when he did get the ball. So we, you know the move broke down, and and that was the, the sort of tail of the game, wasn't it? Really, when we attacked, um, you know, moves moves breaking down. Move environment, move environment to, to, to you know to right midfield to you know to continue to four four two. Callas looked didn't look too bad behind him, so he looked stronger and really slowed him down in the second half. Apart from the end when we backed off again and and and, and uh, you know stupidly gave away, got offside and gave him the ball back right at the death. Just stupid things like that, really. Not not managing a game out when you know it's really looking a gift horse in the mouth at three points from deserving nothing and backing off and backing off. And then your goalkeeper, well, yeah, I mean, come on to that later, but oh, that was a comedy of errors, wasn't it? Well, you could cover it cover it now. I mean, it basically, I think Atkinson could have cleared the ball, but he was trying to show it back to Bentley. And then Bentley came out, grabbed it and dropped it. Does that cover it? Yeah, I think Mpanzu heads the ball on and Adbio, Adebayo or Abayo, is behind Atkinson. He shielded it. He shielded it very well back to Bentley, and Bentley goes down to pick it up. I don't know. He didn't just drop on the ball. Just drop on the ball and kill it, and then you kill the momentum. You know, you're going to yeah. waste thirty seconds doing that. But he tries to scoop it up, and then the ball goes loose to Mendes Gomez, who's bearing down on the left, waiting for a mess up in, in more in hope, and then he just hits the ball back into the middle. It actually goes through Callas. I thought it was hooked back. Um, diagonally back to um, to Hilton, but it's not. It actually goes through Callas, uh, uh, you know, across the goal, 
and there's um, and there's uh, um, Danny Hilton in the right in the middle just to tap it in. Uh, it I was, mean, yeah. question questionnaire from uh, Cookie nineteen eighty eight, who I think um, I uh, talked to on Twitter. Are either of you uncomfortable with Matty James seemingly being an Eldon starter every week? Uh, last night, everything seemed to have to go through him, and he's so bloody wasteful at times. Um, I think it's a question with our midfield to answer that question of, okay, if you leave him out, who do you play? Uh, because I don't think Andy King's the answer. Pearson doesn't seem murder keen on Tyree Backinson. Uh, you've got Masengo, who I think he's a good player, but he doesn't score or assist, and he's not creative, let's be honest. Um, and then you're starting to get into the kids. So Casey Palmer, for me, he's a 10, like Scott, or once again, don't play him. He's certainly not a wide player. So I think he could play as one behind a striker in the, the role that I'm in play sometimes. But when he's had his chances from the start, he's not really done it. I think there's a player in there somewhere, but copious teams have struggled to find it. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Uh, is James is James our creative in the centre, or is he to hold a midfield player? I mean, he's, he seems the only player who well, seems to be able to pass pass the ball, but. He, he, you know, he hasn't got the legs. I don't think to drive us forward for ninety minutes. So Palmer could play that role, but he needs to be played as far forward as possible. So as I mean, we know that when Palmer loses the ball, generally we're left to, we're left exposed. But if he was, if he was playing between midfield and and, and 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 two forwards, that might solve that problem. And he is capable of unlocking a defence. But with I think with Pearson and Palmer and other managers, it comes down to trust. Can I trust you? To do to do your job, and you know he seems to show more of a of a, of a you know tackling side of his game has improved, but he's really going to have to move around that area and, and, and press as well as well as you know and as well as try and try and find his forwards and, and drive and be more consistent because I think that's what it comes down to with Palmer. He just isn't you know he, he just he, he, he just drifts in and out of games and, and he's, um, he's never really played a good run of games, has he? To, to be honest, and, and that's happened to every club he's been at. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I looked at expected goals. You know, you hear this XG stat quoted. Yeah. I looked at expected goals um, after the Blackpool game because I looked at our team and we didn't have a shot on target in the second half. We scored one goal, didn't finish well. Uh, and at one point in the second half, the Blackpool goalkeeper was playing one-twos in his six-yard box with defenders and we didn't push up on <laughs> that you Go back and watch the video. If anybody thinks I'm joking, I might be exaggerating with a six-yard box, but certainly eight yards out from his goal. And he was having a bit of a dribble and, and playing one-twos with, with his defenders. So if you look at the expected goals from the team that started that game, okay, and, uh, and this is a season. So you've got Vyman, 12, Martin, 8. O'Dowda two, Scott none, Simpson none, De Silva none, Callas none, Atkinson one, James three, Masengo none, Pring one, Semenyo three. These now, are shots now, on target, or just shots. No, no, these are goals per season. 
Oh, God. Right? Now, if you add Naki Wells into the equation, he's a 15 goals a season guy. Right? If Naki Wells isn't in the equation, yeah, well, he, he's done it. Um, and what I've looked at with these stats is people's careers or what they've done for Bristol City if, if it's too short a time. And it's a little bit unfair on people like Scott because he's not played that many games. But the fact of the matter is he, has, he hasn't scored. So, and Jada Silva is the same. Now, if you take Naki Wells out, you've got 30 goals, 3-0 goals in your team. Now, you're going to have to have, if you put Naki Wells in, that's 13 players and you've got 45 goals. Now, there's 46 games of football in the season. So unless you're keeping a monster number of clean sheets, you're in serious trouble, which is why I was stunned when Pearson said, didn't want to sign a striker, didn't think we needed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that sounds crazy. Other, I mean, however, we need other frustrate. players as well. Mm. But, but, but my point is, well, I think you did need a striker and you need somebody because you tell me who's going to play up front if, if Chris Martin pulls up lame in training on Friday. You tell me. But what, what, what's our front two look like? Do we play with a one, a two, three? What, what do we do? What would you do? Well, we'd have to change it. We'd have to change our play because, I mean, our style of play. If we have got a style of play, because obviously that's a, that's a moot that's a moot point. You know, we still play too many balls uh, 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 in the air to Martin open for flick ons, and that's really you know it's like twentieth century football. We're expecting that in the championship where defenders are a lot cleverer and they'll pick up that that loose ball. You you, you see that in League One now, but in the championship, that's that's old hat, isn't it? Very easy to defend against. Nine times that, 95, 99% of the time. And he's finding it difficult to lead the line. And however however frustrating it was what's Fami, that he was a strong player. He, he was capable of adding the ball powerfully in both areas. He had a shot on him as well. Um, he was drifting at the end of last season, no, no question. You know, he was drifting along, waiting for his contract to run out. And he should really have been transfer listed and sold last you know, last summer it was just an absolute joke, but that's gone now. But we sh- we needed to bring somebody else in of, of a like for him. And um, and what what amazes me Ian, is in in the January window, Nigel Pearson went on record saying, "I don't want to buy players for the sake of it." Now he's just bought George Tanner, who was one for the future kind of thing. And I'm thinking, well, that. You know, you, you, that just contradicts what you said. I haven't seen Tanner um, in the, in the match squad. He's obviously obviously fit. Why not? You know, uh, is he going to be any worse than, than uh, the you know than, than Danny Simpson or or uh, or Zach Viner? Is he going to give us more of an attacking edge? He's played it. He, he's looked good at League Two. Obviously, it's a big jump up to the Championship. But you know, at least put him on the bench. I don't know if he's turned out for the end of twenty threes. But well, why go for that sort somebody- of player? For 300,000 when you need other areas. Well, if you want to play a 4-4-2, but you, mm. you want to be you want to have an up and down on the right and be a bit more solid, a la Pring on the left, you could do worse than putting Tanner in front of Viner, if that's how you want to play. Personally, I wouldn't. Um, I like seeing attacking players in attacking positions. So if you're going to play with, I'll, I'll call them wide midfielders because people don't like talking about wingers anymore, do they? But if you're going to do that, What's wrong with playing Pring at left back? Uh, O'Dowd on the left wing if he's fit. If he's not fit, Saiku Janna. And play Semenyo on the right. 
because at least then they are forward players. They can run, they can cross. All right, I, I don't think uh, Antoine's a brilliant finisher, uh, but you could say that about a lot of the players. I mean, coming to a point that's been made by uh, Jeff Cop thirty-seven, not look a lot, a lot of goals in the team. Hence, we are playing percentages and focusing on being harder to break down. Yeah, I get that. Granted, that went out the window at points last night. Didn't sign a striker, but you still need to get players off the books. We've only got 21 players in our EFL squad. You need 18 for a match day squad. And my concern uh, with that, Jeff, is who's going to buy him? Oh, yeah, but we, we spent we spent we, wait, we wait, spent three hundred thousand on on Tanner, didn't we? Which we spent three hundred thousand on Tanner, which I don't understand. I mean, he, he could be a great player, but we were able to spend we were able to spend that on a player, but he was not featured in the squad. So what's going on? It doesn't make sense. We didn't have any money. We had well, we spent some money, and now he's not he's not even there. What's going on? Well, I, I think you know if you look at players that if you said. Anybody that's not in the first team may be surplus to requirements. Um, you, you'd look at Casey Palmer. Who's going to buy him? Mm. And who's, certainly who's going to buy him for the three and a half million we paid? And he's probably on 20 grand a week. So I can't see him going anywhere soon. Nothing against the kid, but, you know, he, he's, he's had some good games for us. I remember, I mean, this problem with playing at home, we had it last season as well. Uh, because our better performances were the second half, well, Middlesbrough away, and Pearson had just walked in the door, but I'm giving him that one. Um, Birmingham for 90 minutes away, that was a good performance. Palmer starred in that one. And the second half, it's Swansea, where, like, like last night, we got battered in the first half, and we could have been out of the game by half time. Now, yeah, that's where Viner played in midfield as well, didn't they? And, and looked but good. That's, that's away from home. So this problem mm. at home, I don't. I, I mean, people say, well, perhaps it's psychological. Well, okay, they, they've got a psychologist down there, get him to sit down and talk to the players and and ask them why Ashton Gates a bogey ground for Bristol City, because we can't go on like it. You can't. Um, I was chatting with Dave Febs on who does the, his analytic stuff on Twitter, and Dave and I don't see eye to eye on all things, but he said, "Well, are you bothered that we're doing better away?" than we are at home. And by the way, we have been for three seasons. Um, and I said, well, I'm not, but only in the sense that I don't think it, it's fair and reasonable to expect us to win two out of three away games, which is what we've done at the moment. And in the process, uh, scored six goals. Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big but, ask well, when you, you, you continue, you're continually it, having to hope for away wins to make up for your poor home have, form and you're playing a top six side yeah. next who've drastically well, improved, you, don't they, in QPR? Well, if, well, if you play at home, uh, if you look at the teams we've played at home, uh, we haven't played anybody any good yet. With, with great respect to them all, um, th- all the teams we play, uh, Luton were doing as well as... Uh, as well as we were. We had identical records before last night, but they'd scored more goals. Uh, or I think they conceded more because they, they got... Yeah, they conceded they two, beat, two more, I think. Didn't they get beat five by... Um, uh, five Birmingham. By, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham at home. Yeah, five yeah. one, I think. So, so okay. I'll, but if, if you look at the teams, then in the championship, the teams we've played 
I'll look down the league table. To, I mean, QPR are seventh on 12 points, so they've got three more points than us. Okay, they've uh, only lost one game, they, but they have drawn three games. So if you if you go down the table, Cardiff are ninth, we played then. So, okay, you could say they were decent, but that's away. Now, who have we played at home? Luton are below us, 13th. Preston are 14th. Um, Swansea City are 20th. And Blackpool are 22nd. Mm. That's the teams we played. And so, the next two games are know, against Fulham and, Black- and Bournemouth. <laughs> Fulham and Bournemouth. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm already, I mean, it, you know, Gary Hour said, well, let's have a bit of foresight and let's have some predictions. So I'll give you a prediction. I think we'll pick up four points out of the next 15 games. Out the, sorry, the next 15 points. Four out of 15. Yeah, you don't want to depress the listeners too much, uh, Ian, do you? Well, I, I, I'm not. I, well, you know me. You know me, No, with Mark, the 15 I, games. About, I, yeah, not 15 games yet. No, but uh, and I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. I'm looking at, looking at it thinking, well, where are the points going to come from? So let's let's look at the games. Fulham at home. How do you mm. think we're doing that game? I think we'll lose. Based on uh, that, we'll get, we'll get ripped apart. Yeah. But it's just, it's the most Bristol City thing in the world. To get beat five 0 at QPR and then go and beat Fulham, and and of course Fulham is... Fulham lost at Blackpool and they had I mean Fulham had seventeen shots didn't they, and 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 Blackpool and, scored and, their only shot on target, and and they also had seventy percent possession in Blackpool got yeah. walloped. It was either yeah. choose your wins, but if you look at it, we've got Fulham who were first, we've got Bournemouth who were third, we've got QPR who were seventh. That's in our next. Five games. Now, we have also got, I think it was uh, Peterborough and Millwall away, mm. where I thought we'd pick up our four points. But those other other games, um, I just can't. I don't. I, listen, I don't think Fulham will beat us 6 0, but I can't see us. I can't see us beating them. All right. You could say, well, Blackpool beat them. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But it's possible. Of course it's possible. Um, but I, I just don't get the. I just can't summon up any, any enthusiasm for the way that we're playing at home. I mean, two away no. performances, Reading in Cardiff, yeah, good. Good away performances. We weren't very good at Borough, where, strangely, we had almost twice as much of the ball as we did in the other two games. I don't know and any other team that played... That we play four four two in. I mean, the only other team I know that plays four four two is is Burnley now because it's you know feel that like it's a bygone four nation that you know that belongs to the eighties and nineties if that. And they play with a big front man in Chris Wood, and they're currently playing with Ashley Barnes alongside him. But you know they they, they a lot they play quite quite physically, but it's getting the ball you know ball to, to Wood and and also scoring goals from a lot from a lot of set a lot of set pieces. Um, you well, know, even you, with the cleverness a, of of Josh Brownie behind, you know, they 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 know they're very limited in the way that they can play. Well, they're very limited in the amount of money they got to compete with people like Man City, who spent a billion before they won the championship. That is mm. billion they spent. So Burnley can't play that. They're under new owners who who are looking at it and going, "Well, sorry, lads, that you know you." we're not a country, you know, we've got a few, Bob, but we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, there's, there's one uh, message on here from uh, SB 
Spino 71. Good call. Interesting debate. Last season, the hosts were asking for physicality. We were. Goals from set pieces. Yeah, we were. Uh, agree on lack of tempo. General consensus. We are a team in transition. Okay, that's a little bit like we're better than we were last season. I, I get a little bit tired of hearing that we're in transition. We seem to be permanently in transition, uh, which will have good and bad games. I agree. We've had four home games. I thought we were half decent in the first half against Blackpool. I don't think we were too bad against Swansea. The last two first games yeah. are very. Our last two games are very disappointing. Last night, we were very, very lucky to come out of that game with a point. And I think if if Luton had taken half their chances, you'd have seen people leaving Ashton Gate before half time. And I, and I've I've seen that down there before. Well, I mean, the thing is, with, with that aerial view, you know, you get from the Lansdowne stand, you can see, you know, moves where moves start, and it's where our our attacks break down on the edge of their area, and there's just a huge space between attack at uh, uh, midfield and defence where they can pick up the loose ball and Panzu and just play it inside inside the centre back fullback area. Uh, like you said, it'll be Elias Chair on Saturdays doing that. I mean, it's it's a little bit different when you play when you play in a way because, of course, the impetus is on the home side to attack. So, you, you know, there's there there there's a chance to, to to counter. But I don't know if we've really got the pace to but, counter with 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 um, with Chris Martin, have we? Like we would have done. Uh, well, let's with, be let's be honest. Wells. I mean, yeah, but let's be honest. People talk like teams come here and shut up shop, and and it's the no. opposite. They they come down here and say right, give us the ball, we'll tear you apart. And 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 I I just um, I mean my own as you know I I'd be either very attacking and play a three two three two, like um, if somebody says where'd you get that from? I got it from uh, the Poland game. Poland played that formation against England and got a draw mm-hmm. with a team that's now third in the FIFA rankings, um, and. Or you play a, a simpler three three five two, but that enables you to have your three best defenders on the pitch, Callas, Atkinson, Baker, and three central midfield players. So you can include James Masengo and somebody uh, who's either creative like Scott or is is, is going to win the ball like Viner. If you um, play Pring, quite... if you play Pring, Pring left left uh, left wing back, who do you play as right? Tanner. In, unless Pearson's going to say no, 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 he's not fit enough, or he's no good, or in which the question, as, as you beg the question, well, why sign the bloke then? I mean, all this one for the future. It's a little bit like when you get City fans saying, "Well, look, compared to last season, but last season." We were the worst team in the division over the last 33 games, and it was an absolute aberration. So saying, well, we're, it, we're better than that, yeah. That's a little bit like saying, well, you know, this phone up, you're insured, and saying, well, this year, in fairness, I've only had six car accidents. I had eight last year. It, they're going to go, well, yeah, but honestly, Ian, we still think you're a really crap driver, and so therefore your insurance is going up again. And, and, and I think, um, you know, I, I think th- th- we really do need to, to, for all the coaches and the analysts, analysts to sit down, particularly with our own form, and say, right, that's what we've got a major problem here. This isn't a blip. We've got a major problem here. 
we've picked up three points out of 12. Uh, we haven't played the best teams or anywhere near it. What are we going to do when we play Fulham in Bournemouth? And by the way, Bournemouth beat QPR the other yeah, night. Yeah, 2-1. Well, Bournemouth, Bournemouth's team and, you know, you've got Gary Cale. I know he's getting on a bit, but he's a good player. You know, got Solanke up front. Um, you've got the young French lad that they paid a lot of money for in midfield, uh, whose name escapes me. Uh, something like Lamella or something like It's not Lamella, but it's something like that. And you look at that and you think, hmm. And they play 4-3-3. So, so what, what are you going to do about them? Um, I think it really needs thinking about. And, and when I see Johnson and Panzu in play, players like that, and probably Chair on Saturday with the freedom of the pitch, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what our players, what our coaches and managers, how they work with the team and what they set up. Because I, I honestly, and I see problems ahead, like if, what happens if Martin gets injured? You're either going to have to, he's already said you can't, Lewis Britton can't play. Mm. Or, I mean, but I'm thinking, well, surely he could play 20 minutes, you know? Um, or, or do you put Jan up front and, you know, play a bit longer or get him to run in from wide positions? I just don't see a pattern of, of shape. And I don't, we don't seem good at, we don't seem to be an attacking team or a defensive team. And the, the word I, I've been struggling for is identity. I really don't see that, you know, what our identity is. Do you? No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not a passing team and we're, we're certainly not a direct team. And well, if we are, we, we're, we're failing miserably because we haven't got the players who were who, who able to beat defenders regularly. I mean, last night showed that with our, with our set piece, you know, with our, our, with our, you know, our corners and free kicks, bar the one we, we got lucky with. It just isn't happening. And, you know, we've surprised Reading with those, with that, with a quick, with good, one good corner and a quick throw in, but, Trying to repeat it ad nauseum is is just slowing the play down and boring the fans to death because we know we're not going to get anything from it. City are predictable right now, and I think I'm I'm guilty of this. We're, we've been so numb by COVID and, and, and excuses that we're just thinking. Basically, we'll be we'll be thankful if we survive in this division division this season and plod on. Let's hope that there are three worst teams and that we're competitive in, in more matches than not win more than seven own games but, and try and entertain. Mark, how, how, how long do you go on like that? Do you go on like that for one season, two season, five season? What, what do you do and what's suddenly going to make it better? Don't know. A new, new sign-ins or bringing or bringing, bringing players through that, that really shine on the pitch and, 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 and start scoring goals. I think we're seeing, we've seen the emergence of Pring. You know, he's, he, he was one of the better players last night. In, in Masenga yeah. were probably the only good players on the pitch. Alex Scott's got something to contribute. I think he's a creative player, but yeah, out, um, out on the out on the right side midfield isn't isn't his best position because he can unlock defenses. Um, why not? Why didn't we bring on Semenu last night? He is capable of beating players and getting the ball into the box. We know he can shoot well, but he is he is go, he is capable of running past players. Getting himself over the ball, getting goal side. Why wasn't he brought on at all? It, it, I just well, don't understand one, one it. We thing, went with Andy King, didn't we? It, well, one of the yeah, well, that's Pearson trying not to lose rather than trying to win. That, yeah, that, we, I knew that we needed a second that. goal, and it was always a chance. I think everybody but, did. But why is 
so so why do you think the attendances have fallen? I mean, we had almost twenty one thousand versus Blackpool mm. uh, last night. It was sixteen thousand odd. That's about four, four or five thousand less. Now Blackpool brought. I know Blackpool brought a thousand because that's all the tickets they had. And they didn't. They they were offered more, and said they didn't want them. I don't know how many Luton brought down last night. It looked like about three hundred on the TV. Something yeah, like that, uh, Preston brought seven fifty down, didn't they? But yeah, that that, that was, yeah. and that's that that's that's about standard for them. As you can, you know, yeah. for, for a midweek game. But yeah, the walk, the the, the pay on the days is, is poor, and it's because of the form. It's got to be, isn't it? The form, the, the football's not there. Even he scored three but, goals but now, season, two goals previously. It's not good enough. But season tickets are season ticket holders are counted whether they're there or not. Mm. And we've got thirteen and a half thousand season ticket holders. So let's keep it simple. Let's say Luton brought 500. That's 14,000. That means that there was only another 2,600 pay on the day, 2,800. Yeah. Uh, when I say pay on the day, bought tickets, members that bought tickets or whatever. It's, it's not, well, I mean, it, is it form keeping them away? Is, is it that there's a bit of a lack of desire for it. Is it that we played on a night when there was a lot of top European football on the telly, so everything apart from everybody apart from the diehards were there? What, what what do you think it is? I mean, I think I mean, it's, I think it's a combination of that. But unless you're showing some form, people people think that they're going to be wasting their money. We don't we don't get a lot of play on the day unless it is is for the bigger teams and Luton aren't aren't you know. Preston aren't big attractions, you know. They aren't one. Of, they aren't a West Brom or a, Ful- a Fulham of a division. Uh, you know, you haven't got the Wolves, uh, you know, in here anymore that would that would draw those fans. And City's league league position didn't do anything. So it's a combination of that plus the fact that we haven't won a game since January. So how do you convince people? You know, you, you need you need to show results. City haven't got any. Therefore, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, Beers come back on here and said. Famously, my old man left on 63 minutes versus Man City at home. He's got higher expectations than even Ian. Uh, and and uh, can we get on to expectations? I don't expect us to win the division, but I do expect us to score a few goals at home and compete. That's all I want. And, you know, uh, I was singing the praises from the rooftops when we beat Reading and we beat Cardiff. Mm. Um, I slaughtered them when we played Borough because I thought that was three points there for the taking and we were dreadful. Um, yeah, we got bullied. We got bullied in that game. Um, well, we still had, I mean, we, really we say that, Mark, but, but we still had 62% of the, pa- the possession. So you yeah. think with that much of the ball, we could, I mean, I know we scored a good goal, a set piece again. Uh, and I think Andy King will score a goal, but I don't yeah. think he can play three, three games a week. I wouldn't be surprised to see him recalled it QPR. Uh, and that's push Masengo out wide again. Um, and I think if we do that, we'll lose because you lose Masengo's uh, mobility, tackling, work rate uh, in, in the midfield. Uh, I th- he really does need to give it some serious thought into how he sets up up there. And if he's, look, if he sets up differently, but I can understand why, and we still lose, fine. I- I'm not going to shout him ball because he could say, well, it's worth a try because when you're successful as a manager, you know, you imagine the interview after the game and somebody says, well, Nigel, it's a bit strange. I noticed you played uh, six centre-backs and four forwards today. And Pearson says, well, yeah, but we won 4-0. Well, 
Next question. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just get away. Yeah. Let's move on to the next question. We're going to do it again next week because we won 4 0. Yeah, I mean, I think that Cardiff formation was there to, 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 to counteract any long throws or set piece. And we, they didn't really do anything with their throws. And we looked, we looked, so, uh, so it's, we looked quite assured. No it doesn't mean you have to play it the next game. No, it doesn't. And, and it's no different to uh, playing somebody like Viner Backinson or Lusengo and saying, Mark Elias Chair, stop them from playing. Give them problems. Don't let them build up. Or when we've got Jay playing left wing back. Like the kid, I think he's an, a, he really gives it a go. He's quick. He's quite skillful. Um, should get more goals and assists for a player of his ability, but you could say that about a lot of them. Um, we got the, the way you stop, you've got to stop people playing the big diagonal because as soon as he came on last night, it was like somebody blew a whistle and Luton started playing the big diagonal to, is it Adebayo? It, yeah. It came yeah. on, the big lad who come on and fouled everybody. Um, yeah. He started doing that straight away. It, it was almost like somebody went, the silver's on, bang, diagonal, which is why I would normally play, particularly in the game on Saturday, I'd play Campring left back because, you know, Jay's five foot six and Campring six foot one. Um, and, and he's more liable to stop uh, Lyndon Dykes pulling off at the back post than Jay is. Or you can say, well, all right, we're going to play Jay, we'll play wing-backs and, and we'll have so much of the ball. Fair play, if, if QPR can score two goals, we'll score four. But I don't think Nigel Pearson is, is that type of manager, is he? No, I mean, and of course, again, to prove your point against Borough, um, De Silva couldn't compete with Vic Piazza, who just pushed him out of the way. Looking at the players who aren't available, Ian, do we know how close Joe Williams and Calamo Dowder are? It's, we're back the last season, aren't we? You know, they'll be ready soon. They'll be ready soon. It just according never, to know. Pearson. Yeah. According to Pearson, uh, O'Dowder uh, joined in and, and trained fully uh, the day before this game, and Joe Williams has been back in training for weeks. I mean, he had a game for the under twenty threes. Now, I think the club need to come out and make an unequivocal statement about the condition of those players because it's no good thinking, oh, well, you know, we won't, we're not going to tell QPR O'Dowders, O'Dowders fit and then we're suddenly going to play him and that's going to completely ruin um, Mr Warburton's tactics. I mean, forget it. That doesn't happen in professional football. They'll know uh, roughly what team we're going to play and we'll know roughly what team they're going to play and you just adapt. So I, I would think that I mean, O'Dowd and William should both be available. And we pay decent amount of money for both of them. And O'Dowd had an impact injury. That was in the Blackpool game. That was six six weeks ago. Yeah. Williams, did he get injured against Forest Green? Uh, yeah. He came off in that game and it was always oh, nothing serious, but we got to keep an eye on him. Well, that was, what, four Five weeks, weeks ago? ago? Five weeks ago. Yeah. And here we are again. But he is training. Um, if he can only do 60 minutes uh, and get us two or three nil up, then you can go and play in midfield. It, 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 we need to get our best players on the field. And we mm. haven't got a big squad. People keep saying we've got a big squad. We've got about, well, 
the, the squad, I, I took all the uh, under... Because uh, City fiddled the squad a little bit with the EFL because they think they got Masengo's in the under-23 squad. Um, so, But we have got a squad of about um, 23 players because don't forget Taylor Moore is in the senior squad. He's gone out on loan to Hearts mm. for the season. And um, probably won't be back. Then, <laughs> well, not from what Pearson said. I mean, if I was Taylor Moore, I'd be thinking, Christ, I, that's me under the bus. I'd be looking at proper. I'd be Britain, looking at. I'd be looking at. Pro, I'd be looking to buy property in the Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, if he does, well, I don't. I don't know how he's. Um, uh, I don't know how he's doing um, for them. Uh, I, and I wish that the, the lad the best of luck because he's another one of those players. I, I think he's better in a three than a two, and he's far better on the right hand side of it. Uh, but if we get injuries to the right-sided centre-backs, we have got a bit of cover because Zach Viner can go and play there. And I, I, I'd like to see Rob Cundy, who did really well in League One last season. But, I mean, Pearson couldn't have been much more lukewarm on him. So he's still uh, recovering from injury as well. What was his injury in? Yeah, I think he had a knee operation. Um, yeah. It uh, rang about the same time as Semenya. And, and he said, he was a summariser on Robbins TV the other week, and he said he'd be out, uh, he'd be back on the grass. First of all, he said two weeks, and then later on, he said I'll be back playing in four. So you could probably write him off for a month. He said that Pearson had told him he he'd get a chance once he'd seen him play. So I'm guessing he'd come back and, and play under 23 games. He's a big lad because I mean Toby Osborne, who does Robin's TV, is mm. six foot three, and he made Toby Osborne. Looked like a pygmy when he was sat across the desk, and I don't know whether there's a slope in that office or something like that. But it was like watching a little boy talk to his dad. I so mean, does he offer a threat from set pieces? Is it what was he like at Jennings on well, set pieces? If if he he won more aerial challenges in League One than anybody else last season, so he's got to be worth. And League One's let's be honest, it, it ain't for the faint-hearted, is it? You know, no, I mean the players have made the transition. I mean Rob Dickey's doing a great job at QPR, and he? he was a predis. He, he would have played alongside uh, uh, Rob Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah. You know, and players um, play, players have made the transition, but not all. But you know, a lot of players have made defend, good defenders have made the transition between the champ between League One and the Championship. But you're right, yeah. Well, look, it's no, not one, the no one's saying it. No one's saying it. It should. It shouldn't take time. But I think when you've got. If you look at the players, who you'd want in a side. Yeah. Let's see. In the team. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Callas in a team. I'd like to see Atkinson in a team. I'd like to see Baker in a team. Well, you don't, that doesn't mean playing Callas right back. You play them in their best position, centre back. And, Put players around them. If you want to, you know, if you want to play a back five, then play Pring and Viner as your players. If you want to play a, a, a back three with attacking wing backs, then you probably play uh, Tanner and Pring. Um, and, and I've only seen Tanner the same as you have on the videos, but he looks mm. good, two footed, quick. He's he's uh, six foot six foot tall. So he's not he's not a small player by any stretch of the imagination. 
So you you play him, and he can and he and he can shoot. Well, let's say it's it's not going well for him. In after twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, he looks like he's he's getting torn one by a, his opposite wing back or whatever. You send Zach Viner on. So on you go. Then yeah, well you've had a go. Now you know what you've got to do. Now you know what you've got to do to improve. Yeah, I wouldn't like to think that we're going to just keep him in the under-23s or wait until we play him in the FA Cup because money's like gold dust this season and to spend £300,000 on a player who's of yeah, League 2, it, it, it's, it comes back to the taking a punt territory possibly. Well, but £300,000 is, is, you know, well, it's a lot of money, isn't it, is, in, in this in this for transfer market? Well, it is. As well as having one for the future, and I hate that expression, um, mm. You know, oh, he's one for the future. Okay, fine. All right. So what you're saying is forget about him now this season. He's not going to play for the first team. Is that No, I don't mean that at all. Well, you just said he was for the future. That means he's not for now, doesn't it? If you're saying... Oh, yeah, it sounds like tomorrow never comes. He's a good young player. And we think he'll play for the first team this season. Um, he's not coming in right away. And that could be for numerous reasons. But I, I, I just I get a little bit uh, I get a little bit frustrated with the the fact if we're play if we were playing well and just being unlucky or we were playing well uh, not playing well but yet winning games you'd give them a bit more latitude but at the moment I think over the next four or five games if we're not careful we could be in a, we could be in a bit of trouble and nobody wants to see that. No, no, and we 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 got, we got to sort our mid midfield uh, pro- problem out in terms of the way that we 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 track we track runners, you know. Even if we got to go for man for man with 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 the spare man in a three four one two and 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 play play in a way that creates more chances. Anyway, we'll have to look forward to the the next uh, the next. Um, uh, podcast in because I've got, I've got to call this a day and get back to work. Unfortunately, uh, you've you've probably got uh, other uh, other arrangements as well. <laughs> well, I've, I've I've probably got some serious sunbathing to do. To be perfectly honest.